Welcome to the Message Podcast from Church of the Nazarene. We invite you to subscribe for updates and new episodes. You can find us on most major podcast outlets. Visit cotnaz.org for more info. Our worship services stream weekly on Sundays at 9 a.m. on YouTube and Facebook Live. You can also find our live stream at cotnaz.org. Our in-person service times are 9 and 10.30 a.m. We have a campus near Harrisonburg at 1871 Boyers Road. We also have a campus in East Rockingham at 414 South East Side Highway in Elkton. In addition, our Spanish-speaking campus meets on Sundays at 11.45 a.m. at that same 1871 Boyers Road location. Check out our website, cotnas.org, for more info. The arrival of a new year brings a great opportunity to renew our faith and our love for God. It is also a wonderful opportunity to renew the joy of salvation in our hearts as a new creation in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. I am sure if I asked for a, a raise of hands that there were people that stayed up last night really late to welcome in the new year. I think there's probably people that stopped to make phone calls to their family, to their friends to say, Happy New Year. And then there are those of like myself, okay, that we went to bed at normal time. So whatever category you're in, uh, we're just so glad that you're here today. I am confident that in this room, there are folks dreading the start of a new year because last year was really hard. While there are others in this room who would say, I experienced wonderful times. I had great joy in 2022, and I'm really looking forward to what this new year has in store. Many look at today as a new beginning. We hear people talk about New Year's resolutions. The previous year wasn't good. You're aware of the mistakes that you made. I'm aware of my mistakes that I made. And the New Year is always an opportunity to start over. I am thankful as believers in Jesus Christ that every day, we can start over. The New Year's resolution is called confession, and it is available every single day of the year. Now, what does that mean? We acknowledge the sin in our life to Jesus, and we ask him for his help to stop. This freedom he gives us stops the effects of sin, so when we turn to Jesus, the effects of sin will go away. Often, on New Year's Day, we make promises to ourselves, and then, you know, we don't keep them. We all know of a New Year's resolution 
that we failed to keep. As a believer, January 1st is a day to remember all that God has done for you over the previous year. A day to give thanks. We're starting a four-week series on the mission of our church, transformed by God to bring hope to others through Christ. Today is the first of four messages on our mission. And over the next four weeks, we're going to focus on a specific word. Today, we're going to dive into the word of transformation. Next week, we're going to focus on God. The third week, we're going to focus on hope. And then we're going to close out the series with a mission in action, Christ. Until we are changed people, transformed, experiencing a heart change, then we can't truly reach others with the good news of hope. There is an order to our mission statement. We believe that first, we surrender to the process of transformation, and then we can bring hope to others through Christ. We love others because he first loved us. If you're a part of our church, or if you're considering being part of our church, then it is critical for you to know our mission statement. And it is not about you knowing the words of the mission statement. Okay? It's a personal experience of transformation and the excitement of what God is doing in this campus and all of our campuses. Let us pray for Jesus. Oh, we thank you for a new year. We thank you, Father God, for the opportunity to release the bitterness, the frustrations of the past year. And we ask you, Father God, to please help us to move into this new year knowing that you love us and that you want the best for us. Oh, Father God, we pray that this year will be focused on healing ourselves through repentance and the renewing of our minds. Holy Spirit, please live in us. Jesus, we give you permission to transform us today. Father, please help us not to conform to the ways of the world. Change us to be like you. We love you, Lord, and we ask these things in your holy name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. One of my life verses is Romans 12, 1 and 2. I especially like it from the message paraphrase. So I'm going to read that translation. Later we're going to do the NIV. But the message says, So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God 
you'll be changed from the inside out. Unlike the culture around you, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Paul, the author of those words in Romans, experienced a major transformation on the road to Damascus. He knew about a personal change. Paul spells out the doctoral foundation for the Christian life in the first 11 chapters, so make time to read those. Paul informs us in great detail how to actually live a surrendered life to Jesus. Then in chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, Paul tells us how our faith should be lived out. These transitional verses introduce us to the attitudes and actions which should set the Christian apart from the world in which he or she lives. Please turn to Romans 12.1. The NIV translation will appear on the screens. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Now, Paul is calling the Christian to action. His words are directed toward application. These words challenge the Christian to make a decisive commitment, to take action. It's easy to say something and then never follow through. I mean, as a Christian, I want to ask you, are you walking your talk? Are you being transformed or are you conforming to the world? Let me ask this. If you were on trial for being a Christian, would you be convicted? Romans 12.2 NIV says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. We believe that Christ is in the change business, constantly working to form us in his image. Praise the Lord. He's still working on me. Paul knows what it means to live a life of excellence a transformed life unto the Lord. Paul was transformed. Now, what does it mean to be transformed? Simply, it's the heart. The heart of a transformed believer is surrendered to God's will. A believer who is fully transformed is concerned about their words 
about their thoughts, about their actions, that they stem from a right attitude and a right motive, opposed to obeying God out of what you want him to do for you. God wants all of you, and God wants all of me. And you know what? God loves you so much today. He loves you exactly as you are, and he loves you too much to leave you there. God instantly comes into your heart when you ask for his forgiveness and invite him in. I mean, he doesn't stand back and have to stop and think about it and say, hmm, do I like that person? No, he is instantly in as soon as you invite him. When you surrender to Jesus, he is working in you when you can't feel it, when you can't see it. This is a continual process until we get to heaven. Paul urges us to be transformed. The Greek word for transformation is metamorphosis which is defined as a marked change in appearance, character, condition, or function. Everyone knows that a caterpillar develops into a beautiful butterfly, and that process is called metamorphosis. The beginning stage looks very different than the matured grown-up stage. Such is true. For us, a child of God, when we accept Jesus, we begin to act differently. We begin to talk differently. We even begin to listen to different music. Verse 2 says, we should not conform ourselves to the pattern of this world, but be continually transformed by the renewing of our minds. The renewing of our minds can only take place as the Holy Spirit changes our thinking. This process of changing us to be more like Jesus is called sanctification. You can't reproduce the character of Jesus on your own or by your own strength. New Year's resolutions, willpower, Best intentions, none are enough. A renewed mind is saturated and controlled by the word of God. Are you renewed? Are you saturated? God gives us the Holy Spirit to impart to us the mind of Christ. May 23rd, 1993, I accepted Jesus as my Savior. He rescued me from drugs, alcohol, and a life of sin. The day I asked Jesus to forgive me and come live in my heart was many years ago. Yet, I remember it just like it was today. It was life-changing, a total transformation took place in my heart, my mind, my soul. Today, January 1st, 2023, Jesus is more than my Savior. He's my Lord, 
He's my hope. He's my way maker. My father, my best friend. Wow, he is my everything. God is continuing to transform me even today. My old ways are disappearing. Personal examples that are very close to me today are, one, I've learned, and I am still learning, to choose my battles. I've learned to ask the question, does this really matter? Two, <laughs> this might hit home with some people, timeliness. Ooh, that's dangerous. Okay, in the past, the before Jesus, and even after accepting Christ into my heart, I seem to be constantly late wherever I would go. God began to reveal to me that my being late was causing other people to sin. God was working on my character, and he still is, so that I represent him well in all circumstances. Now, my desire is always to be respectful of other people, and that means that I must arrive on time, and early is even better. I'm working on early. In Christ, we are always better each day when we die to our old self. And we are willing to allow him to change us into being more and more like him. I have another transformation story, and I've been given permission to share. And it's from Wanda Harold. Many of you know Wanda. She attends our Harrisonburg campus. I first met Wanda in August 2017. She was incarcerated at the Rockingham County Jail. Wanda attended a ladies' Bible study chapel service that I was leading. I remember the first night I met Wanda. She prayed to rededicate her life to Jesus. And after the message in prayer time, Wanda said, Preacher, I gave my life to Jesus tonight. You said earlier that he knew me when he was forming me in my mother's womb. Yes, I agreed. I had said that. Wanda had a very pointed question to me. She wanted to know my thoughts on a particular sin in her life that God knew about when he was forming her. I thank the Lord that by his grace, he gave me words to reply. I spoke the truth in love. I did not compromise the gospel. One could have heard a pin drop in the room that night as I replied to Wanda. Suddenly, it was time for the ladies to be handcuffed, to return to their pod. And before Wanda was handcuffed, she came up to me and she said, Preacher, can I hug you? You spoke the truth in love. You didn't judge me. You didn't talk down to me. You just spoke it. I'll be back. Wanda attended every meeting. 
She was active in discussion and prayer. She got out on December the 21st, 2017, and immediately started attending the Harrisonburg campus, where she is faithfully attending now. Wanda started serving at Hope Distributed Food Bank, and at the same time, she has continued to faithfully serve at that food bank. Wanda attends a life group. She's leading a class at Celebrate Recovery on drugs and alcohol addiction, how you don't have to have them in your life. Wanda has served on several work and witness trips, and she plans to go on another trip in spring of 2023. Wanda's words to me, God has really showed me favor in these past five years by blessing me with beautiful people in my life, a new townhouse fully furnished, and jobs that I never thought I would have. God met Wanda exactly where she was that night in jail. Wanda is a transformed child of God. The metamorphosis has taken place in her life no longer for her to conform to the things of the world. Moment by moment, he is transforming her image to be in his image. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, Wanda is representing Christ well. She is pointing people to Jesus by her transformed life. Wanda has experienced a heart change, a true transformation of a caterpillar to a beautiful butterfly. Wanda has been sober and drug-free for five and a half years, and she has been serving Jesus. I like to say that Wanda's story is a yay for Jesus' story. It's a yay for Wanda, but it's definitely a yay for Jesus. Uh, and if you would like to hear more of Wanda's testimony, you can go to cotnas.org and select Watch, Listen Online and go to Hope Talks, and you can hear about that very pointed question that she had that night. But God has done a wonderful work in her life. We say, thank you, Jesus. Through the renewal of our minds, we begin to see things differently. We see our life and others through the eyes of Christ. Paul calls for us to offer our bodies, our sacrifices to be a living sacrifice. We can only live for Christ when we have died to the worldly claims on our life. We at the Church of the Nazarene believe our mission statement is true. We also believe it is relevant for the times in which we live. Transformed by God to bring hope to others through Christ. Transformation is a call to change. Now think of it this way. If you were a musical instrument, your true purpose isn't realized until you produce beautiful music. 
Well, it was battered and scarred, and the auctioneer felt it was hardly worth his while to waste much time on the old violin. But he held it up with a smile. It sure ain't much, but it's all we got left. I guess we ought to sell it too. Now who'll start the bid on this old violin? Just one more and we'll be through. And then he cried, One, give me one dollar, who'll make it two? Only two dollars, who'll make it three? Three dollars twice, that's a good price. But who's got a bid for me? Raise up your hand and don't wait any longer. The auction's about to end. Who's got four, just one dollar more to bid on the soul violin? Well, the air was hot and the people stood around as the sun was setting low. In the back of the crowd, a gray-haired man came forward, picked up the bow. He wiped the dust from the old violin, and he tightened up the strings. Then he played out a melody, pure and sweet, sweet as the angels sing. And then the music stopped. The auctioneer, with a voice that was quiet and low, he said, what is my bid for this old violin? Then he held it up with a bow. Then he cried out, one, give me one thousand, who'll make it two? Only two thousand, who'll make it three? That's a good price But who's got a bid for me? The people called out What made the change We don't understand Then the auctioneer stopped And he said with a smile It was the touch Of the master's hand Now you know many a man with life Battered and scarred with sin And he's auction cheap to a thankless work Much like the old violin Then the master comes in the foolish crowd They never understand The worth of a soul and the chains wrought Just by the touch of the master's hand Kenny cried out One, give me one thousand Who'll make it two? Only two thousand Who'll make it three? Three thousand twice well, That's a good price But who's got a bid for me? The people called out What made the change We don't understand Then the auctioneer stopped said with a smile it was the touch of the master's hand it was the touch of the master's hand it was
touch of the master's hand made all the difference to everyone in the room. Suddenly, folks were ready to bid $1,000 for what seemed to be a worthless violin. The touch of the master in my life, in Wanda's life, radically changed who we are, who we were then, who we are today, and who we're going to be up until we take our final breath. Paul is calling for a specific decision by everyone in this room, not just one or two, but by everyone in this room. As a believer, he is calling you to live your life selflessly for God. As a church, this kind of transformation is important to us. It is the first idea in our mission. We know we can't bring hope to others through Christ until we are ourselves are being transformed. This kind of transformation happens when we choose to offer ourselves to God and we choose to determine who we will serve and who we will follow. Divine revelation requires our response. What is God saying to you? You know, Christians are called to serve. Is he tugging at your heart, calling you to use the talents that he has given you to serve in 2023? This passage is also for the person who's fallen away from Christ or who has never made a commitment to offer their life to Jesus. Today is the beginning of a new year, and hope has been shared. Today can be the beginning of your life transformed by Jesus. Today, you can recommit your life to Jesus or pray to accept him for the very first time. It's called repentance. That's a churchy word, I know. What it actually means is to like, Turn around. A change of your thinking, your behaving. Go in the opposite direction. Jesus will meet you exactly where you are. There is no easier time than right now to choose Jesus to help you change your thinking, values, and your motives. When you're transformed, he is continuing to form you in his image. The liberation of the Holy Spirit living in you begins to change the world of all those around you. You become contagious. People want what you have. When you turn to God in obedience, the world's influences diminish. Have you trusted Jesus Christ for your salvation? Have you experienced the mercies of his love? 
Have you offered your everyday, ordinary life to him as a living sacrifice? Let us pray. All eyes closed. Dear Lord, you're calling everyone in this room to a life of transformation, including me. You desire for us to have a closer walk with you. We're here today, not by accident. It is the first day of a new year. And Father, we desire to do more than just say New Year's resolutions. Please help us. Today, we have heard words of hope. Father, you are calling us to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to you. You desire for us not to look and to act like the world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Help us, God, to surrender our will to yours. Lord, not our will, but your will be done. Lord, help believers today not to be afraid to say, yes, Lord, that's you, and you desire to surrender. You know you've already said yes to Jesus. You know that he is already living in your heart. It's not any question about that. But you know that it's still some things that you've been owning, some things that you've been holding on to, some things that you haven't given to Jesus. Will you surrender and say, not my will, but your will be done in my life? If you want to say that to Jesus today, just simply raise your hand up. Go public. Thank you. Thank you for your courage. Thank you. Lord, there are others who may have fallen away from you. Things are not exactly right between them and you. Lord, you're calling them back to you. January 1st can be the first day of the rest of their life. Help them, Jesus, to get things right with you. Lord, you know what's keeping them at a distance. Help them to surrender to you. Transform them, Jesus. That's you. Please ask him to forgive you and invite Jesus to come back into your heart. You don't want anything between you and the Lord. You want to grow deeper in your relationship with him. You know that. He's waiting for you. Will you invite him into your heart today? He's here. All you need to do is just ask him to forgive you for whatever it is that's between you and them and him. If that's you, you know, just slip up your hand. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you for raising your hands. Lord, maybe there are folks even here today that have never made the most important decision in their life. And that is to say, come live in my heart, Lord Jesus. Please forgive me of whatever I have done to hurt you and to hurt others. I want you to transform my heart in mind, please change me today 
and continue to change me to be more like you. I need you, Jesus, and I want to change. If that's you, if you've never made the most important decision in your life and you want to, today can be your day to slip up your hand. Thank you. Today and every day for the believer can be a new start. Father, we thank you for all the decisions that have been made this morning across our audience. God, it's one audience, an audience to you. Please help me and my church family to be transformed by you so that we will, we will bring hope to others through you. Please help us, Father God, to share your love with everyone we know and everyone we will meet. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. You can email us at info at cotnaz.org for any questions about our church. When you're done listening today, please subscribe to this channel for updates and new episodes.